chicas, chicas, y chicos. Hello and welcome, a very warm welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast. Spreading and sharing the supreme delight of this wonderful and fast-growing game. I'm your host, Minter Dial, and this podcast is brought to you by Paddle 1969, the largest manufacturer of premium paddle courts, one court for life by Paddle 1969. The Joy of Paddle is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. For more information about the network, go ahead and check out evergreenpodcast.com. So this is the inaugural season of the Joy of Paddle podcast. And to start with, we're going to do an episode once every fortnight. Episodes will drop every other Wednesday at 12 noon London time. Please let us know what you think about the show by putting up a rating and review. And welcome to episode number eight of the Joy of Paddle podcast. Today's guest is Tia Norton. Tia is Great Britain's most recognizable professional paddle player. The GB number one blazed a trail when, aged only 17, she became the first British woman ever to compete and win on the World Paddle Tour, the international professional circuit, that is. Since then, she's enjoyed tournament success, including the FIP London in 2022 and the inaugural Pro Paddle League in North America in June this year, where she won with the Las Vegas Smash. In 2023, Tia was crowned Women's Paddle Player of the Year at the LTA London Awards. Vamos! Tia Norton, great to have you on my show. Tell us, Tia, how you got into paddle. Yeah, so thank you for having me, first of all. Pleasure to be on here. Um, yeah, I got into paddle when I was 12 years old. So I originally come from a tennis background. Um, and it was actually one of my former tennis coaches who invited me to a club in Birmingham. Um, so I tried it for the first time, really, really enjoyed it. Of course, there's frustration like anyone else who's trying paddle for the first time coming from tennis with the walls. But yeah, tried it out. And a few weeks later, they had GB trials for the junior team to go to the Mexico World Championships. So I actually got selected after a few weeks and popped off to Mexico and managed to, to reach the quarterfinals. Um, and I came home, I was doing tennis and paddle together, but my parents were like, right, let's, let's try and choose one. Um, so I ended up choosing paddle. And then after that, yeah, I was traveling to Spain on the weekends. Um, so I would fly on a Friday after school, spend Saturday, Sunday in Spain, and then fly home Monday morning and then go straight to school. So so yeah, it was quite a lot of sacrifice to be able to play paddle, but but yeah, here we are. It was all worth it. Well, and the the good news is you go to go down to Spain. It's not the worst place to go in terms of weather. You got some good players to play with, and uh, and and tell us about why you chose paddle. Then I think I found so much more enjoyment in it. Um, in tennis, there was a lot of cheating, parents getting involved when I was at tournaments, um, and ultimately, I was a kid who just wanted to enjoy some sport. Um, and I, I originally, I, I mean, I come from quite a competitive, sporty family. Um, and yeah, I think after going to Mexico as well, after only a few weeks of playing, that definitely spikes some some more interest than, than playing tennis. Um, so yeah, it's given me the opportunity to travel, to meet so many incredible friends. And there's such a community in paddle, which I'm, I'm sure you can agree with as well. Do you think that community is because the sport is somewhat new? Or do you think it's really inherent in the game? I think it's quite inherent in the game. Um, it's coming from a Hispanic culture and they're renowned for being quite sociable and, and stuff around that. Um, 
And of course, it being a new sport, um, I think that's added to its its social side. But ultimately, I think it's born into the sport, which is quite nice. So, Tia, you've now been playing for how many years? It'll be eight years now. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't know your age. So that, that, that was the missing piece for me. Eight years. Yeah. Wow. How would you describe yourself as a player? Um... So I picked up the the nickname on court poker face uh, when I was quite young because I never used to show any emotion whatsoever. Uh, whether I was winning or losing, I would just have the, the same face constantly. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've definitely, well, I wouldn't say learnt more emotions, but showed more emotions on court. Um, but yeah, I'm still pretty cool, calm and collected, we could say. Um, so, yeah. Nice. If you had to describe yourself as an animal, then what would what sort of animal is Tia Norton on the court? It's a good question. First thing that's come to mind is a panda, because a they're panda. quite fun. A panda. Yeah, love it. But they're it puts quite a smile clumsy. To my face. They're quite clumsy. Um, I wouldn't say I'm clumsy. <laughs> no, I can I would be agree. sometimes. Um, but yeah, pandas are quite enjoyable. So we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, for having played with you, I know that you are not clumsy. Uh, you are <laughs> uh, very precise and very, uh, very strong on the court. Um, well, let's see. What about your favorite shot after having played so many? Uh, you've converted to, to, to total paddle. Yeah, it's got to be a drop volley, drop shot. Um, I play it multiple times during a match. Um, and whenever I'm playing with someone new, I play my my backhand drop shot and they're like, is that your favorite shot? And I always say that is my signature shot to a tee. Um, so yeah, that has to be my favorite shot. Well, so I, I'd love to know because I obviously like you, I've played a lot of tennis and wondering just how you get to the drop shot. When do you decide that you're going to do the drop shot? Is it something you sort of you spotted ahead of time and that because you really need to prepare for it in a different way. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's quite a, it's not an easy shot to execute because it is quite risky because, um, of course, it can either completely backfire and you hit it straight into the net or you try and hit it short and then it goes a bit deeper and then it's just an easy shot for your opponent. Um, so, yeah, it's normally played when your opponent is pushed a little bit further back um, and there's a faster ball coming to you. So you can basically completely take the pace off the shot um and yeah I mean it sort of happens instinctively for me uh, I have quite a creative game in paddle um so yeah sometimes I've hit a shot and I'm like why have I hit that um <laughs> of course but yeah my my mind goes a million miles an hour sometimes well the, the difference for me with regard to the drop shot in tennis you've got a lot more space between you Whereas in paddle, when you say they're deep, they're never more than eight, you know eight meters away from you, basically. Mm. So your your time to react and to prepare and cut, drop it, is less than in tennis, where generally speaking, you know maybe they they could be you know miles away in the in the back of their court. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be quite um, a disguise shot as well, because of course, if your opponent knows that you're going to hit it, then yeah, there's like you say, not a a huge amount of court to cover compared to tennis. Um, but yeah, if you play in the right moment, then it, you can be caught off guard. Totally. And what about your, your shot that you feel that Tia needs to improve on? Hmm. I would say the more simple shots 
because I tend to overthink them a lot more. Um, oh, shot I need to improve. I'd probably go like a, a, a backhand or something, just a simple, simple backhand. Um, back and drive. Because my backhand, yeah, it can either be really, really good or I try and do far too much with it. So when it comes off, when it pays off, fantastic shot, but it can be a little bit unreliable sometimes. Mm, well, it makes me think of my cousin, Nelly, who he's a, he's a top-ranked player, and he keeps on saying, better to be unhappy with the simple shots you make than happy with the great shots you make. Mm, I can relate to that. Indeed, going <laughs> keep it keep it simple sometimes. So uh, simple. you obviously you you were you're playing on the tour. Um, you're typically playing in what sort of tournaments right now? So FIP is my most played tournament at the moment. Um, World Paddle Tour is a little bit difficult for me to get into. So so yeah, I'm focusing on the on the FIP FIP tour at the moment. And the difficulty getting into the WPT is is that getting into enough of the challenger tournaments, which are typically all in Spain. No, so it's a case of uh, points, their point system and how they've they've worked it out. Um, so in order to be able to play World Paddle Tour, you have to have a certain amount of points because um, they only allow a certain amount of pairs into the tournament. Um, but in order to get those points, you have to be playing World Paddle Tour. So it's sort of a, a spiralling circle. You're going around in a circle all the time, whereas FIP, there's a lot more opportunities for new and upcoming players to to get onto the the pro circuit, and yeah, it's a it's a really good level, really and, really good level. And who's your partner? So at the moment, I'm playing with Rosalie Vanderhoek. She's a Dutch player. She's on the the Dutch national team, um, and she's as of now just taken a little bit of break from professional tennis. Um, so she actually competed in Wimbledon this year, won first round at Wimbledon. So, so yeah, That's she's good. an amazing, amazing person to be to be on court with. And what about amongst the other pros? You fill out this questionnaire for me. Who are your favorite pros to play to watch? So female is Marta Ortega. Um, I had the pleasure Doctor. of meeting her when I was Doctor Ortega. Yeah, right? Doctor Ortega, exactly. I had the pleasure of meeting her when I was about 13 or 14. Um, and yeah, she was such a lovely person down to earth and yeah, really inspired me to, to continue with paddle and, and try and see as how far I could go. Um, and yeah, she broke onto the, the pro circuit when she was at such a young age and yeah, I've managed to, to follow in her footsteps a little bit and I hope to continue to do so as well. Yeah. She's a wonderful player too. And what about on the male, yeah. male side? Has to be Tapia. Has to Agustin. be. Some of, the, some of the shots he comes up with are an absolute joke. <laughs> yeah. He is such a um, talented player. Such a talent. And I would consider myself quite creative on court as well. And I'm always looking for, for new shots to be able to execute. And yeah, watching him, he's definitely a, a huge inspiration in terms of some of the shots he plays. And you're like, how? How have you managed to get that back? How have you executed that? And sometimes they're in such penultimate moments, but he just has them in his locker and he knows that he's able to do it. So, mm. so yeah, to be able to have the confidence and courage to, to pull off some of those shots in, in important moments would be, would be incredible. Of course, he plays on the left side as well. Do you find that yeah. when you, you can study his game or the pros games, the other pros, are you, do you feel like you're 
you're watching them and I'm getting, I'm getting the sense that you are, you're trying to figure out how he gets into those positions where he executes. No, definitely. Whenever I'm watching the the pro circuit and excuse me, the higher ranked players competing and I'm always thinking, right, how have they managed to get themselves into this more aggressive position? Have they built up the point tactically? What are they doing? Um, what shots are they playing? So, so yeah, my mind's never fully switched off when I'm playing paddle. It's always, it's always right. How can I, how can I better my game as well? And it was, I mean, for having been a student of the game now for 50 odd years, I, I mean, of course I didn't have access to, to watch so many people in my youth, but it, it, it feels for me that sense of position on the court and the little steps, the feet, footwork, it's, it's stuff that's less visible, or at least, you know, it's less splashy. It's just a mm. little bit more abstract, this idea of knowing when to be on the court, go up, back, cut the ball off for the, you know, off for hitting the fence. Definitely. Footwork in paddle is, is huge, especially coming from tennis when it's, it tends to be a lot bigger strides um whereas paddles a little bit more intricate obviously you're in a you're in a smaller space as well more compact and the ball can be changing direction so many times so taking big steps is is not the way forward um it's always about moving your feet and especially when you're playing outdoors and you've got someone who's lobbing quite a lot standing still is is not an option you've got to be got to be moving your feet constantly until you make contact with that ball um so yeah I definitely learned that over the years coming from tennis I was not one to really move my legs um very much but in paddle you've got you've got no choice you have to you certainly are a mover so this is the joy of paddle Tia and uh, you can hear the enjoyment through your voice but what would you say is the funniest moment that you've ever had on a paddle court Oh, funniest moment. I've definitely had some stupid moments that have caused me to actually injure myself. Ouch. Um, You're like you trip and fall yeah. or something? No, I mean, I mentioned earlier that I wasn't clumsy, but I mean, in this instance that I'm about to share, I was very, very clumsy. I was actually running to the net for the drop shot and um, didn't get there in time, obviously too slow. And the ball actually went under me. I completely stepped on it and oh. sprained my ankle. <sighs> Um, so that left me out. It was only a week, two weeks, but yeah, that was a, that was a clumsy moment. Um, but funny, funniest moment. Um, I would say actually my, my match, one of my matches in the pro paddle league in America, um, I was playing against the Miami team and I'd made really good friends with one of the girls that I was playing against. And during the match, myself and my partner, I'm not entirely sure how many times we hit this girl, oh. but like <laughs> we hit her so many you times. Hit her every time, right? Well, sometimes she was just in the way, like just happened to be in the way of the ball, where the direction of the ball was going. And after the match, she came up to me and she was like, you do realize how many times you've just hit me. So she actually made a video after the match. Um, oh. A combination of how many times we'd hit her and she put it to the song hit me baby one more time <laughs> um, well good so, sense yeah, of that, humor that, good sense that's of a humor. good good memory from there yeah well that's speaking of that because this is phenomenal the pro paddle league you got recruited drafted into that for the las vegas team and you end up winning tell us about that victory 
Yeah, I mean, going to to America, uh, we we were competing in Tampa in Florida. Um, as you say, I got drafted for the for the Vegas team. Um, but I actually signed up to play to play and get drafted. Um, well, hopefully get drafted, and I succeeded in that. But it was a bit of a risk going because it was the the first league that they'd ever done of its kind, first league like this in paddle. Um, and yeah, there weren't really too many expectations or I at least didn't know what to expect or or how it was going to run or anything. Um, and yeah, it turned into one of the best experiences of my life. We were, well, I stayed in Tampa for five weeks, um, was living on site. So I had paddle court 30 second walk from me, playing every single day, competing on the weekends, Um my team, I actually didn't really, well, in fact, I didn't know anyone. I knew of some of the players, but I'd never, never spoken to them before. Um, and by the end of it, we we all become a family. Um, and our team owner, owner said from the beginning that all he wanted us to do um, throughout the duration of that event was to play with our heart and that would get us as far as we needed to. And there we did it. We we ended up winning. So So, yeah, it was a really, really special moment. So winning, there's, there's has to be more, there's chemistry, there's the, the heart. I mean, why is it that you guys won uh, versus such outstanding competition? I think we bonded together as a team so much um, throughout the course of those five weeks. So we were all staying there, uh, the four of us who were playing every single weekend. So we were spending every day with each other. Um, we learned what each other needed on and off the court, um, how to support each other. And at the end of it, um, we were one team. There was all of us playing on that court every single match. Um, you would come off the court throughout the changeovers and you'd have everyone around you supporting you. And at the end of it, we just had so much trust in one another. Um, and yeah, we let the players perform and, and yeah, it, it led us to victory at the end of it. It's just, it's just one of the differences. Of course, you have doubles in tennis, but the, the nature of, of the game in paddle, you've got the simplicity of the shots, and then you've got to go for those other shots. And you have to have the trust in, in each other, and, the, and you have each other's back so much more, I think, than in doubles, where it, it's more aggressive game in tennis because you're just you're trying to punch the ball through. Whereas in paddle, you're developing and, and that sense of camaraderie is almost something you build up within the points. Definitely. Patience in paddle is an absolute key. Um, like you, Well, one of my coaches said to me that you can make paddle as simple as you want it to be. And it is entirely true. The, the more simple you play, the more you're able to build a point and then you will eventually get that easier shot. Whereas if you want to be hitting those incredible shots from the beginning, you're you're going to make life hard for yourself. Um, so yeah, patience is is definitely virtue in paddle. You said uh, make life hard for yourself. What about <laughs> life lessons? What about what about how do you feel that paddle can help you within life itself? I mean, I was very lucky to be introduced to paddle at such a young age, from at the age of twelve and. From the age of 12, I was actually competing in the women's senior team. Um, so that led me to, to traveling all over, being around adults a lot of the time and and learning life lessons on and off the court, um, obviously from, from the adults that I was around. Um, and 
yeah, it basically led me to mature at a really young age. And I always get people ask me now, how, how old are you? And I always say, how old do you think I am? And the age I get is 24, 25 every time. I'm hoping not from the way I look, but people say that it's just <laughs> the way that I act. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've just learned how to, well, I matured really, really young, basically. And, yeah, it's led me to to be able to travel on my own now, um, be quite independent around paddle. Um, and, yeah, here I am. I guess. Indeed. And how would you describe the future for, for Tia in paddle? Future for Tia in paddle. I hope that the, as big as it can go, as far as it can go, of course, everyone's dream is to be the, the best in the world. And, and yeah, that is a dream that I hold. Of course, it's, it's a long-term ambition. Um, And yeah, hopefully I've got many, many more years in paddle, many more years competing and, hopefully to uh, inspire the next generation as well to pick up a racket because ultimately myself and everyone else is not going to be playing paddle forever. Um, so there needs to be kids coming through and yeah, hopefully I'll be able to, to inspire some kids. Well, in the males side, I mean, I, I haven't really thought about it. Uh, there's um, Patty uh, who, who's, you know, I would say a veteran uh, for her age, but in the male side, there's definitely Bella. There's, there's um, blank on Sanyo. his Sanjo. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, who's coming up on 40. So in any event, I hope that you have many years left. You are a delight to play with. You're a delight to watch Tia. And I wish you lots of good luck. Thank you so much for coming on and being a guest on the show. Vamos Tia. <laughs> thank you very much lovely to speak with you so i hope you've enjoyed this joy of paddle episode please don't forget to subscribe to be the first in queue for the next episode and if you like what you hear please do share around with other paddle aficionados this is a sport that deserves to be played by absolutely everyone and if you've got a story that you'd like to share please send me an email or a better yet a voice note at nminterdial at gmail.com. With that, thanks for listening and see you on the next episode of the Joy of Paddle podcast. Vamos! Women's Running Stories, where we explore the intersection between running and life. Because every woman who is committed to a running journey has a story to tell, and this is where you'll find those stories. I am host and producer Sheree Louise Turner. I'm a 53-year-old runner, and together with original music by musician and runner Cormac O'Regan, we bring these inspirational stories to life. Please join us to fuel your adventures.